up y'all future here assassins funk and focus urban artistry you know what it is I'm here to let y'all know about what it means to me to be a responsible tradition bearer and what that means a little bit as well so you know we got all the tutorials going on but a lot of the time we do this thing called dance and dialogue here at urban artistry and funk and focus and um, if you haven't checked it out, check out the uh, Spotify, Funk and Focus Spotify, where we do the interviews and document people's stories from their own mouths so no one tells that story for them. Um, we got a lot of different folks on there, different artists, different tradition bearers telling their story. So I want to talk today about what it means to be a responsible tradition bearer. And uh, I think I've summed it down to five points. This isn't the end-all be-all, but I got five main points I'm going to try to hit for you today. And ultimately, I want you to just keep these five points in mind as you continue to practice these art forms. You know, whatever art form you're a part of, these usually apply, these five pillars, so to speak. Um, could be dance, could be music, um, specifically. Uh, we do street dance and we do the lineage of Boogaloo out of Oakland and all the styles that evolve from that, what we call popping today. So um, mostly I know I'm talking to people that do that, but this does apply for uh, other folks as well. So I think the first thing that uh, pops in my head is recognizing that it is a traditional cultural dance, right? popping, strutting, boogaloo, all of these things have origins in African-American neighborhoods, in certain cities, in certain time periods, and there's a whole lifestyle behind all of that. There's a culture, there's a way, there's a, a why, there's an expression of the people, there's everything, the food, the, the music, the <clears throat> clothing, the whole works, right? The movement is just one piece. So. If we are being tradition bearers, we're not so responsible if we haven't even recognized we're a part of something that came before. So you, it's not really possible to just take moves from these things and say that you're a tradition bearer. It doesn't make sense. Or to even say you're really doing the thing. You actually have to dive a lot deeper than that, right? You have to understand and recognize that it comes from a culture of a people and a time and a place and, and, and the message of the why, you know, what's going on? Why was this created? What's the cultural context? So this is a huge first step. If we don't get past that first step, we're not going to get very far, right, on being responsible. So the first thing is recognizing that. The second element is how to become a tradition bearer. And that's done always through mentorship, through the guidance of someone else that is a part of it or that learned it from someone that's a part of it and is keeping that tradition alive that's preserving it and passing it on to you. So it's very important to find someone that's connected or someone directly from the source. And let's not get it twisted. Being a tradition bearer is specific. Not everybody is a part of these certain things. You know, you have to go to these places and get informed. There's no other way you have to be involved. You have to do all these other things I'm going to talk about in a second, like building relationships. And yeah, like 
it's, it's just a really important to, thing to do. So you want to get involved, you want to find mentorship. Sometimes that could be done through birthright if people's parents or grandparents specifically did that tradition of that time and place and era and taught you specifically that, then you would be a part of that tradition. Um, everyone else is finding mentorship and finding lineage. So what does that look like? It looks like possibly reaching out, you know, finding people of the community, finding people that if it's old, that are still in that community or still practicing that, that keep that thing precious to them, that keep that tradition alive and, and, and meeting them and building a relationship, you know, and asking to be a part of this thing or asking to be taught or just getting involved. You can do classes, of course, but a lot of this stuff is um, going to lead us into the third thing, which is relationship building, right? Even if you find a mentor, even if you go to a place and meet somebody and take a class, tradition can't be bought. It, it has to be earned. Um, buying a class is a part of the process, but it's not everything. So you have to earn tradition, right? You have to continue that relationship after the class, going to the location one time and going back to your country or your state and teaching it right away, it's not a responsible thing to do, right? And I'll tell you why. It's because you haven't built that relationship with that mentor or with the people that you're connected with that are of that community and practice that tradition. So number three is relationship building. You want to keep that relationship going. Maybe you go back every year, every other year. Um, maybe if you have a mentor, you're on the phone with them as much as you can be. And you're asking the question of what can I, how can I be involved? What does a responsible member of this culture look like to y'all or to you? You know, like it's important to not just think about yourself right away. You know, if you just go take what you need and dip out and don't build that relationship, it's, it's usually taken as selfish. Uh, some people use the word opportunistic. So there's lots of words that just pop up. But the thing is that if you are building that relationship, you build trust, right? If you're building trust, then that should, should be a little bit different, right? So through relationship building and continuing that thing on, you can then get into deeper conversations, right? Which leads into number four, being mindful or sensitive when it comes to the business and money-making of these traditions or within these traditions, right? Like if you're gonna be a teacher or a performer or you make money through social media, be mindful of what your mentor is saying the standard procedure is. Don't get it twisted. Every tradition bearer is going to be different. Every mentor, that's going to be a little bit different because the needs of that community or that mentor may be in different places. So when I learn strutting with Pop-Tart, it's a different scenario than it is when I learn Memphis Chicken with Dr. Rico. Those relationships are very different. The needs in those communities are very different. And the standard procedures of when you can teach, um, when you should perform, um, when you sh could throw a battle or whatever, right? These are, the, these are the things you talk to 
<laughs> with your mentor about. And a lot of the time, I'm doing a lot of that work together with those folks. We, we do the events together. We, you know, we travel and perform together. And we just do it as a team a lot of the time. It works like that. But every scenario is a little bit different. So there's no exact correct right way. Um, the last thing I'll say for the fifth main point of being a responsible tradition bearer is treat it like a lifestyle, right? Try your best to not just jump in and out of it as you please. So if you do all those first four steps, you're probably really serious about it to the point that it will become a part of your lifestyle. But really, we have to, we have to live these things. You know, we have to take it serious enough to make it a part of our lifestyle, make it a part of our culture, meaning like what we do on a daily basis, our lived experience. Make this mentorship, tradition-bearing, relationship-building, connecting with communities of practice and locations and the study of the culture, the movement, the full package, make that a part of your lifestyle. You know, live that. And something that it's done for me is like how deep I've gone into dance and culture. It's taught me how to go deep into other things in life as well. And it's taught me how to respect different traditions. And it's reminded me to respect my own traditions too. And to figure out what some of those are, you know, that's, <laughs> so I got my Swedish dollar horse here. I, I found my Swedish family um, that no one in my family had found before. And I went and spent some summers with them, just, just digging deeper. And that's also a part of the work. So your heritage is important, but the heritage that the dances originate from is important. And yeah, be in service, contribute and be informed. You know, no, nobody likes the person just yapping their mouth that can't back it up with action. So if you're going to claim you're a tradition bearer and you're going to say you're, you're this authority figure on it, you, you better be able to back it up, you know, with, with action, with, with understanding and with movement. Like it is a package. It is a package deal. So I'll tell you a story to conclude this. Um, when I learned Memphis Jukin, my mentor, Junius Brickhouse, recommended that we go there. And he went there with me. Um, at first, I was just watching YouTube videos. I uh, reached out to Dr. Rico in 2009, my mentor for Memphis Jukin. And in 2010, I went for the first time. And it was amazing. Uh, he showed me the city, made me try all the barbecue. We got buck in the club. The clubs were a culture shock. There was a lot of culture shock, but it was all healthy, and I came in with respect um, and an open mind. And I went back the next year too, 2011. I think that's when I did my first battle. I did my first battle in 2011. And um, Rico joined Assassin's Crew, and now he's a part of the Urban Artistry teaching program, and we do teaching together. Um, we've toured and done shows together, and we have a relationship, right? So mentorship's about relationship building. A teacher is more someone you just pay to take a class, but there's not as much depth in that. And again, you have to earn it, you know? 
It's not about just take what you need and do what you want. It's not about find a mentor and then never communicate with them. You have to keep that relationship going. That is how you become a part of these traditions. And um, that's what I do with Dr. Rico. Um, like I said, he's in the crew. We continue to elevate in the style and the way that we see it, it, should, it should go. And um, we do our best to hold people accountable when things are out of line, you know, or people are teaching too early, which is something that's happening right now. A lot of people, everyone has their online program. Everybody's a teacher. But how many people are checking in with their mentors? How many people have mentors? Right? Like, maybe some people don't even have any of the five steps that I just mentioned. So, if that's the case, please keep enjoying the dances, but start doing that work. That's the work that dives deeper. That's the work that has longevity. And it's just, it's much more meaningful. And you can really be that thing. You'll be a part of the culture because you'll be a tradition bearer. So, all that being said, Keep up the great work, y'all. Keep dancing. Keep enjoying it. Keep loving these things to the fullest. And let's start taking these little steps. Just dive deeper and deeper and deeper. All right? Future Assassin's Crew, DC, Warriors of Light, Funk and Focus, Urban Artistry. I'm out. Peace.